Hi guys, welcome to episode 11 here on the Blue Sky Lounge. I am your host, Tyler Ayanko. Now in Wish's Nighttime Spectacular, Jimmy Cricket said, The most fantastic, magical things can happen and it all starts with a wish. This statement hits very close to home with this week's episode, which is about Disney and charities. Now this week's episode is also a little bit special in that we have two guests joining us this week. Our first guest is Matt, who is a former Disney cast member who also volunteers with a lot of charitable organizations that collaborate with Disney. Our next guest is going to be Lisa, who will tell us about her story about creating a Make-A-Wish donation page for a mutual friend of ours. First, let's welcome Matt to the show. All right, today here on the Blue Sky Lounge, we have Matt Chan with us. Matt, how are you doing? Hello, good. I'm good, Tyler, and yourself? I'm doing very well, trying to stay warm here in Calgary, as you know, so. (laughs) Snow, it's nothing new. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Matt, why don't you tell us about uh, your Disney story and how how Disney's affected you throughout your life? Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. Actually, when when I was thinking about it, it was kind of actually hard to to really put my finger on. Um, I think when, um, you know, I grew up, um, we didn't... um, we didn't own a lot of Disney movies and this was before the days of streaming where you could just watch anything you wanted. So we had, we had one VHS, a Disney VHS and it was Aladdin. And so I watched that, you know, a million times. Um, And, you know, as a family, we, we never got the opportunity to go to a Disney park um, when I was a child. And so when I started to think about it, I was like, Oh, where did my actually like love of Disney actually come from? And uh, I think for me, it was the music actually of Disney. And music has always been a big part of, of my life. Um, I've taken piano lessons since I was a kid and then have, you know, I've learned to play the guitar, play the saxophone. Um, um, I've been in a marching band as, as you know, how, you know, impacting that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, music has always been a big part of my life and, and it just really connected with me, I think. Um, there was different songs that would always connect with, you know, different emotions or different stages that, that I was in, you know, in my life. And so there's always kind of that, that, um, that connection, I think, that, that, those, that Disney music um, really um, connects you with. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of where it, it started because I didn't really have any other tangible connections um, to, uh, to Disney. And then when I was in high school, I had a couple of teachers who were big Disney fans. And so they would go, I think, on a yearly Disney vacation and um, they would uh, show us. <laughs> I don't know if there was a taunt us or what, what not, but they would show us their pictures from their vacations. Um, and, uh, and so that kind of got me interested in, in the parks and, and things like that. Um, and but yeah, just somehow there was, there was this, co- this connection, I think, that was that just was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much so that I, if you go back and look at my yearbook, and you know how they always ask questions like, what do you want to do or, or whatever? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of thing? And I think mine was, you know, to be the CEO of Disney and Coca-Cola. Because those <laughs> were my two favorite, uh, two favorite companies. Um, uh, my career trajectory, you know, didn't quite go that direction. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, I think that, that love of Disney has kind of just somehow innately been there. Um, and I think that the music kind of really helped to, to develop that. And so um, when I was in university, um, uh, I, I have a business degree and my major was actually in human resource management. I was taking a class on managing culture and we did a case study on, on Disney. And through that, I found out that they had a, a college program mm-hmm. and uh, did some more research on that and found out that there was an international college program where as an uh, international student, you could apply for a student visa and go and work for the summer. And so I did that. 
I uh, was living in Edmonton at the time. I flew all the way to Toronto to uh, to, to have my interview, and uh, um, yeah, and luckily I got the job, and uh, I spent um, a summer uh, working at the Hollywood Studios um, in the outdoor foods um, department, and uh, yeah, and so the first time I actually stepped foot into a Disney park was as a cast member. So um, on our first day, we, we take um, the, the traditions class, which really teaches us about the kind of history and the culture and the values of the Walt Disney Company. And, um, um, and I think that really kind of started to um, help, you know, define and shape, um, you know, what what attracted me to Disney. Um, and then yeah, and when I stepped foot into the park for the first time, um, um, it was amazing. We got to see like the, the first look at, as a as a backstage look, right? And getting to see the UDL yeah. doors and stuff like that is kind of kind of a really you know neat perspective. Um, and then later that that day, because we get our, our company IDs uh, after we complete traditions, right? Um, uh, and then I went into the park for the first time, um, like as a as a guest, and uh, and uh, you know walked you know around you know through through the gates and and looked up Main Street and saw Cinderella Castle there and uh, yeah and it was it was amazing and so but I think really kind of from that point on um, I really was able to start kind of um, um, yeah defining what it is I think that that really you know connects me with Disney and I think um, it boils down to um, you know hope um, I think Disney really what it does and what I love about the company is that it is kind of a, an enduring symbol of hope, you know, in our culture, in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, it gives us hope for, you know, our present situations we're dealing with anything. It gives us hope for the future, right, for a better tomorrow, for, um, you know, for our planet, you know, for our society, for humanity, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think of, of Mickey, like just from when when he was created when Walt created him and he was that symbol of joy and and hope and belief right and and um you know up to Epcot in Walt's vision for Epcot when he was envisioning a a brighter tomorrow and a better tomorrow um and uh, and then to this to this day I think Disney really continues to to kind of proclaim that message of hope and and um you know through its parks through its movies its music um you know different initiatives like Friends for Change and 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 um and just things like that. And so, and different partnerships, um, I guess, which is what we're gonna be talking about today. There's a quote by John Hench, who was an Imagineer, um, that says, I'm talking about the Disney company. And I think a lot of people, like a lot of times people criticize maybe Disney and people who go to Disney World, for example, and they view it as escapism, right? You're trying to get away from your problems and yeah. you're trying to avoid things, right? But what John Hench said that is, um, he said, entertainment is usually thought of as an escape from problems, um, an escape from responsibility. But as far as I know, he had an original idea, idea he's talking about Walt, um, that what we are selling is not escapism, but reassurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really true. Like, um, when you go to um, a Disney park, it's not that you're forgetting your problems because no one can, you can't forget about them. Like, you know, they're there, but I think what it is, is it reassures us. It tells us that, you know, there is, you know, good in this world. There is good in people. There is um, the sense of hope and belief, you know, that we can believe in. There are dreams that we can pursue. um, And it just helps to reassure us that, uh, that there's light, I guess, amidst the darkness. And so, Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, and I think it helps us to just persevere, to reach higher, to help create a better future for everyone. So kind of that's <laughs> a bit long-winded, but that's like what I love about the Disney company. Yeah, all of those are amazing points. I love the John Hench quote that you just did. Um, it's really true what you just said. Like you can't, you can't escape those things that are happening in your life. You, you're always going to have them on your mind, but it is that reassurance that there is the good in people and there's good in the world. And, and you know, it's, it's the good in people that helps people that are less fortunate. Um, which is why that I thought doing a Disney charities show would be a good idea because we do want to have that good spread to others as well. We want to be able to share the, the goodness that we feel and help spread that happiness to others as well. Um, and I know that you have had a lot of um, experiences with different charities and Disney and so on, so forth. Um, so why don't you kind of expand on the experiences that you've had? Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I, um, yeah, I, I have had the opportunity to, to volunteer with um, some different organizations, um, uh, uh, Make-A-Wish and, and Give Kids the World Village um that that we're going to talk about i do want to just start by kind of offering this disclaimer that that i'm not affiliated with those organizations i'm not a spokesperson for them so yeah. the views and opinions that are just your own are, are mine alone yeah um and so they don't reflect any uh, policies or positions of make a wish or give kids a world village sure um so that being said i love both of those organizations i think i i think what they do is just so absolutely vital um um, for children that are, um, you know, battling life-threatening medical conditions or critical illnesses. Um, and, and what we've been kind of talking up to now is that what they really do is they, they provide hope and, and just uh, an opportunity to focus on something different kind of for um, families and children that are going through these, these circumstances. Um, so kind of to rewind how I, how this how it all started for me um, was on the cultural representative program which is where you and I met mm -hmm. um, so we worked at uh, Le Cellier and and uh, in the Canada Pavilion and um, Disney does a lot of I think um, kind of community outreach and service um, and and so they do different initiatives and things like that um, so I'd, I can't speak to probably the majority of that but one thing that they do is they um, have their Disney volunteers um, go to give kids the world village um, periodically um, and and to volunteer there and so there was one that got advertised somewhere uh, I don't remember exactly how but uh, a friend and I signed up to, to go we had no idea really what it was and so so we went and uh, when we got there we got paired up with with a child who was staying at the village um, and um, basically we were told to kind of just hang out with them play games they've got a variety of different you know games um, there's mini golf you know there's uh, a lot of different things that you can do and and so it was spending some time with them doing that and then um, that evening this the special event that they were having at the village was called Village Idol so kind of your take on American Idol uh, or a talent show and so okay. Um, we were encouraged to uh, to basically just do whatever the kid wanted to do. And so if they wanted to go and perform, you know, sing a song or tell a joke or dance or whatever, then we did that too. So, um, you know, some kids were judges some, and then other kids were, were part of the audience. And so, um, yeah, we just got to kind of hang out and have fun and, and 
and uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy that time. And so that was my introduction into into Give Kids a World, and and it kind of I guess planted the seed kind of in me in, in terms of um, that organization and wish granting organizations in general. When I came back to Canada and moved to Calgary. Um, is kind of uh, a period of my life when I was trying to refocus and 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 you know evaluate things in my life and and I really wanted to get involved in um, in doing something that gives back to others and so I, I was reminded of um, the experience that I'd had at Cape Kids of World Village and so I looked up Make a Wish and and the local chapter here in here in Southern Alberta and uh, kind of just sent a volunteer application in and and uh, yeah and kind of have volunteered at you know, in different capacities um, since then and um, got, have been, you know, blessed to be, have been involved in a, in a lot of different um, of, uh, wishes um, that they've granted. Usually wishes are, uh, or wish families or wish kids are, are um, for the most part referred actually by medical practitioners. Okay. Um, um, and so it's like the doctors and the nurses that, that are working with, with, um, with them that refer them to make a wish and, and say, hey, you know, you might be eligible for a wish. Why don't you look into look into this and apply um and so um yeah and so um that's kind of that that process there and uh but generally the kids will have there's four categories that 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 they can wish for so um the category to uh, have something um and so that's like yeah having you know a playground or an entertainment system something like that yeah um to be something so you know i think we're all aware of um you know the uh, bat kid story from from a few years ago in San yeah. Francisco when yeah um, yeah so he a kid got to be bat kid um, to meet someone is the third one um, so usually like celebrities um, uh, uh, and then the fourth one is to go somewhere yeah. and um, probably not surprising but almost up to half uh, half of the wishes granted um, are related to Disney yeah and um, and uh, you'll know that right now is Disney is celebrating kind of their partnership with Make-A-Wish. They're celebrating 40 years. Uh, I was at D23 last year, so in 20, 2019, seems so long ago. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, and um, what they did announce actually at D23 was, um, we all know that, that uh, Disney Cruise Line, is, they have four ships currently. So they've got the Magic, the uh, Wonder, the Dream and the Fantasy. Yeah. And then I think a couple of years ago, they announced that they're building three more. Um, and so last year at D23, um, they announced the name of the fifth ship. Mm-hmm. And they announced that it would be the Disney Wish. Yeah. And in honor of the partnership that, that they have with Make-A-Wish. And so it was yeah. really cool to be kind of at, uh, that was during the, the Parks and, and uh, the Parks panel at, at D23. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was really cool, yeah, to just be there and... Um, there was an, a commercial, an advert that they had been running at the time. Yeah. Um, um, kind of um, with with Make a Wish, and there was a couple of, of Wish kids um, that were part of that commercial. Yeah. And so it was really cool, actually, at D twenty three, those kids were actually there at uh, at the panel, um, and they were on stage. So they came out, you know, after they had announced it, and there's kind of this big celebration and and just uh yeah a lot of excitement i think so i think it's really cool um for for disney to do that and bring those wish kids um um to to g23 awesome well have you uh helped out with any like have you done any more things with give kids the world or anything like that yeah so um uh i have so um get with give kids the world village i guess 
with having such a high kind of percentage of, of, of Disney wishes kind of involved um, uh, with Make-A-Wish and, and a lot of them to go to Disney World and things like that. So Give Kids a World Village, what I guess to give you some history on and background on what they do is they partner with um, um, all the, the theme parks, you know, in Central Florida and all the different or many different wish granting organizations from around the world. Yeah. And um, essentially what they do is they um, provide the accommodations um, for those families um, for their week-long um, vacation right in, in, in Central Florida. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really actually a neat story kind of how they um, started. Um, their, their founder is uh, Henry, Henry Landworth and he um, um, was a hotel manager and, uh, and he um, uh, started this village. Um, unfortunately, it's a bit of a, a sad story of how it started is um, at the time there, there was a, a wish that was, um, that was to be granted and a girl that wanted to go to, to Disney World. And, and um, his hotel had been contacted to see if they would be able to provide accommodations. Mm -hmm. And um, he had told his secretary, yeah, like definitely, you know, um, you know, make the bookings and, and do whatever is necessary. Um, and then um, uh, a little while later, he followed up, you know, with his secretary and, and, and asked, um, you know, oh, well, like, how did, how did it go? And, and, you know, what happened? And he was advised that unfortunately she had passed away before she was able to, to take the trip. And so, yeah. um, um, at the time it was kind of, I think, hard to really, um, get those logistics and, and, um, and, and things like that. It was difficult. And so what he wanted to do was to make it easy, right? So that, yeah. um, so that, you know, kids would be able to have their wishes granted in a short period of time. Like there wouldn't be all this kind of paperwork and things to go through yeah. um, or roadblocks and things like that. And so, um, so he started Give Kids the World um, uh, as an organization, I guess, and as a charity to be able to do that. And so they partnered with Make-A-Wish and they partnered with different organizations and, and, and really kind of established that system or that framework to be able to um, provide you know places for 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 people to stay, which was also one of the major costs um, for wishes being granted yeah. was the accommodations. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So we started with that, like basically with um, just I think different hotel rooms and things like that. And eventually, as it started growing, he realized that they needed more space and 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 yeah. Uh, and so he um, yeah built Give Kids a World Village. Yeah. And so now, uh, any yeah, any of the wishes that are granted, um, the the families will go and stay there. Um, and so yeah, it's it's a pretty cool pretty cool place. And so um, um, I wanted to I I had been there once like volunteering, but uh, I wanted to kind of go back and and see you know and get more of a better idea so that if I was ever talking about it, I would be able to to kind of speak to it a bit better. And yeah. so. Um, I went, um, I believe three years ago now and got a tour of, of the village and yeah. was just able to see like basically the whole village and, and, you know, what they do there. And, uh, um, really again, just reinforce kind of, you know, the importance of the village and what they do. Um, and so, um, last year I was on a vacation in, in Disney world and, and, um, I really wanted to to get more involved there as well, and so uh, I was I was in Florida for two weeks and uh, was able to spend a week um, at the village 
and volunteering in just different kind of capacities and yeah um and so so that was really cool and and got to do different things like you know just running some attractions there's a couple of like a train that goes around yeah. um and, and things like that or working in the kind of dining area where there's different um uh, you know people can can go for for dinner breakfast whatever um ice the ice cream parlor is a huge nice. hit there you can have ice cream from like I think it's like seven thirty in the morning up until like eleven o'clock at night, and so oh, yes, Excellent. yeah, it's an amazing place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's pretty cool too. Like they they dig it. They get um, just a lot of volunteers from mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, it's it's a pretty big like I guess operation in terms of I believe in a month they will there will be different uh, eighteen hundred I believe volunteer shifts in a month. Oh, that wow. they need filled and so yeah so obviously a lot of local volunteers yeah. um that are able to help with that but they do get you know kind of groups you know when i was there it was cool to kind of talk to other volunteers and you know hear about their stories yeah. um because there was a good amount of them that were from you know other states and and things like that yeah. um and you know one of them was like uh you know different organizations church organizations and things like that that yeah. brought down whole groups to kind of just volunteer um there was like a club from uh, a school i believe uh, they had like a make-a-wish club and part of their um yearly uh what they do yearly is they go down and 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 uh spend um time volunteering at the village and so awesome. yeah it's really cool um they they have it as well so that that uh it's easy i think for for people to um to be able to to volunteer you can do your kind of volunteer training and orientation online um, oh, they nice. teach you about the different things and, and things like that and so you can kind of get yourself set up to be able to do that ahead of time yeah. um, and then kind of just sign up they've got a portal essentially that you can volunteer and pick up shifts for and so yeah yeah that's pretty cool that's awesome yeah that's very cool for sure uh and i know i read about the disney team of heroes which is a, a project with um, a children's hospital in texas do you know anything about that yeah so also at d23 they had kind of a booth set up um where um you can learn about about disney team of heroes and what what uh, they were doing um and so yeah basically it is um it's a pledge um that they had with um uh i think just different children's hospitals so that disney basically has pledged 100 million dollars um to um create um the, this kind of suite of experiences and things like that mm -hmm. um, for um, children that are in the hospital and receiving treatment and, and things like that. And so it's kind of cool um, to see, you know, what they're doing and they've got just different things like, you know, how the, there's the robes and stuff like that, that, that they wear. And, and so children can pick, you know, a, a one of their favorite characters and have that as their robe. Um, they cool. had um, the staff that had badges that where the staff could pick their favorite like, Disney character, um, yeah. which helps to kind of just start conversations and yeah. and have some um, also um, just different things on on the back of the badge, like um, a pattern usually of like either depending on the character, like Mickey, like maybe it was like the Mickey heads and stuff like that. Yeah, different colors and some and sizes and, and things, and it could be something that they could use to um, you know have conversations like oh how many you know blue mickey heads do you see mm -hmm. on here and and just things like that and and maybe things to to distract them from you know the treatment or something like that or mm -hmm. um, or just to you know kind of have that conversation so um, and then they they showcase a bit of the um, um, other kind of things that that they would we would be implementing in the hospital there was um, artwork 
magic artwork and so it was kind of like you know just a picture frame but then it would come alive and different characters would come up with different inspiring messages um there a lot of kind of augmented reality kind of things so paintings murals and stuff like that where and they could take like a tablet or a smartphone and interact with it you know based, okay. on, based on that that's um, cool yeah some other magic windows where they could you know it'd be like a window and they can look out and see kind of some of their favorite uh, um, locales and settings and, and things like that yeah um, and then just some rooms that are that are kind of themed um, um, and different interactive areas um, that are themed after Disney uh, intellectual property so yeah yeah it was really cool to see kind of that and and um, part of what we did while going through that exhibit was at the end of it there was kind of these um, just like grab bag kind of things loot bags um, that we helped I guess pack that they would okay. be distributing to hospitals around the country. And so um, you got to choose like what you put in the bag and, and a kid would get that. And so there's like, you know, stickers and pencils and books and, and things like that that you could choose. Yeah. And I think it was a hundred thousand bags or so that they wanted to kind of fill up by the end of the expo. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, and I think they did it uh, like even before they had gotten to Sunday. So it was really cool yeah. that so many people had gone through there and, and helped them do that. Um, I love that the, that everybody that was at the expo just kind of wanted to help with that. I think that's that's really neat. Um, I love that they're reaching out to all of those children hospitals around the world. I think it's such a it's such a hard thing to have kids that are sick and have them be in the hospital. And you know, being a parent who's had a kid in the hospital, it's not only hard on the kid it's hard on the parent too so having you know those little experiences that can help not just the kid but the parent as well just calm down and like minimize that anxiety just a little bit it helps more than anybody can kind of imagine kind of thing so i i love that disney's doing that and, and i think it's um it's just such a such a heartwarming gesture for the company to do so very cool yeah. now uh this show is called the blue sky lounge do you have any blue sky ideas that can help out kids that are wanting wishes granted or anything like that yeah so i started thinking about about this and you know kind of like i think the the kind of logical um you know path would be you know something unique or exclusive maybe for you know wish children and their families or or things like that yeah. um you know like things where more more i think disney does a really good job of of making attractions accessible mm -hmm. um you know but even like maybe taking it a step further and and having you know um roller coasters that would be wheelchair accessible that go upside down kind of thing like yeah. something crazy like that but um you know as i thought about it i i think um, a lot of the, like from, from talking to different people and, and feedback that I've gotten um, is that, um, you know, especially when people go on Disney vacations and stuff that it's not necessarily an attraction that, that they remember. It's, uh, it's kind of just the experience, right? And being able to spend that time with their family and, yeah. um, and not to focus on, on again, the, the treatment or, or whatever that, um, that they're, that they're dealing with. Um, and so I kind of started to shift, I guess, my thought away from, from that and, and because I don't know, like, and maybe I just couldn't think of anything that I thought would be really meaningful enough to kind of just um, be able to, I guess, um, I guess speak to, um, you know, how, um, um, 
yeah, that, that would really be able to, um, um, I guess, highlight how important they are. And, yeah. and, um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I kind of shifted my, my thinking away from that. And I started thinking about, you know, for a lot of charities and not-for-profit organizations, um, um, something that they always can use more of, right, is exposure, right? And, and people, people being aware of what they do and, and, and what their cause is. And so, um, yeah, I kind of started thinking along, along those lines. And so my idea was, you know, to have an attraction that kind of, that uses real wishes. So mm-hmm. like families could submit their wishes to be used in this attraction mm-hmm. um, voluntarily. And then what it would do is it would put all guests kind of into that experience of a wish kind of being granted. Okay. Um, and so there's like different technologies, I think, which could play into this um, that already are in use and maybe could be enhanced or developed further. Um, so things from Flight of Passage and, and Rise of the Resistance definitely, I think, would be would be good here. Um, and and it, but it would be able to also use just the Disney, you know, the, the storytelling expertise that Disney has and in, in being able to um, weave a compelling story. And uh, maybe this is a bit of a um, personal, you know, wish list, wish being <laughs> contented. Um, but uh, it could be like they could repurpose the Wishes soundtrack, which is like my favorite nighttime show ever. Yeah. Um, I love Wishes. And so they could bring some of that back. But I guess if you will imagine with me for a moment. So you as a guest, you walk into this room and it goes dark. And um, you see just a shooting star just fly across your field of sight, right? And wishes comes on like, starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. And then you hear Jiminy Cricket, right? And he says, pretty, huh? I'll bet a lot of you don't believe that about a wish coming true, do you? Well, I didn't either. Of course, I'm just a cricket, but let me tell you what made me change my mind. You see the most fantastic, magical things can happen and it all starts with a wish. Right, and then just like fireworks and lights go on and stuff like that. And then you could have a narrator, maybe Jiminy Cricket, maybe someone else, but talk about, you know, about wishes and kind of about that process, um, you know, that, and just some different facts, like, you know, there are over 250 wish granting organizations around the world. Um, you know, a wish gets granted, maybe, I think something like every 15 minutes or something like that, um, you know, and explain that process of, of how it happens. And then you might, you know, start moving or walking into the next area and, and the narrator would tell you about, you know, about the different, you know, categories of wishes that we talked about earlier. So, you mm-hmm. know, wishes to have something, right? And then, uh, and a lot of those are like, yeah, playgrounds or, you know, a piano or whatever. Um, and these are things to, to have something that, that the kid really loves. Mm-hmm. And so you could go into an area which would be kind of like, the first waiting or staging area right on the attraction and so there could be playground um there could be you know different different musical instruments that people could like play and try out you know some video games or whatever sensory environment environments and things Mm -hmm. like that and these are all things that 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 kids wish for right and um there could be you know stories videos of of these families and and the kids and and kind of be able to tell their story at the same time yeah and so, um, yeah, so then you would have that and then you would kind of move along to the next area 
and then as you go through you know the hallway or whatever the narrator would then explain you know that there are wishes to meet someone and then in the next room you've got you know different characters and you might have mickey and minnie you've got um, you know different princesses cinderella and sleeping beauty mm-hmm. um and you know it'd be super cool if there was you know sometimes surprise celebrities that that show that'd up, be really right? cool and, yeah you know like um, yeah, like Chris Evans is in the parks and he shows up, you know, at this attraction and yeah. people can meet him um, because that's one of the wishes that, that people have is to, yeah. you know, to meet celebrities and different people. So, yeah. And then again, same thing, have the videos and of p- different people telling their wish stories. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you continue on, right? You go to the next area and then it talks about, you know, the, 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 the next category, which is wishes to be something. Um, and then this is my, you know, where you might kind of start that uh, to use a ride vehicle and so i was thinking of you know like rise of the resistance of the resistance i haven't been on it yet unfortunately yeah but that idea where they kind of start you go from different areas you go on like a transport you know ship kind of thing before you go to the next area and then you go on to the through the ride and so that idea of having different stages right yeah moving through um through that and uh, so yeah, so the next area, you know, to be something there might have, um, you might have, yeah, kind of like that screens around you kind of thing while you're in the vehicle that set the, the kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, could, it could kind of showcase different wishes, like, you know, people, like kids have wished to be like a model, right? In fashion week for, you know, in New York City kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, to be on a stage performing at a rock concert or something like that, or, you know, on uh, a speedway as a, as a race car driver. And so these would be things that, aren't necessarily like too um intense i guess yeah. <laughs> and so they like it could be a simple ride vehicle you know maybe a bar lot bar kind of thing but yeah. nothing nothing too crazy um and then you would go to the last area where where this is kind of where i would see the the flight of passage um kind of technology come in okay and so you would go into the last area and they tell you about you know the wishes to go somewhere yeah um and and this could be yeah like so you get you go in you get you know buckled in and then suddenly you drop right you're skydiving and you're falling through the air and things like that the wind's blowing past your face yeah um and then you know and you're skydiving and then you splash into the water and you're swimming with dolphins and you see all these dolphins around you and yeah um and then or then you're on a safari and you're on a wild you know on on a truck a safari truck you know a lot about safari trucks yes i do (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then you see like the lions and they start you know chasing after you and so they drive faster kind of thing yeah um, and then, you know, and then suddenly you're on a horse, horseback and you're just riding across the open Texas plains and, yeah. and you see, feel the sunshine and, and things like that. And so, um, yeah. And, and so, you, you know, there's that, those experiences that, that could allow for more, I guess, movement or, or, yeah. you know, jostling and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you, 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 and as that ends, you know, uh, it could be, you know, the castle, you see the castle in front of you and the blue fairy comes on. Remember, we always believe in our wishes, for they are the magic in the world. Now let's all put our hearts together and make our wish come true. And then it's more fireworks and music and, and everything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and then that would be like the attraction. And then at the end of it, um, I think it'd be really cool. Uh, maybe there is like a merchandise store, like at, as is at the end of all yeah, attractions. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, but maybe it could be the idea of the, of the what like the, that the merchandise that they sell there goes you know part of the proceeds goes back yeah. to the different organizations. And yeah, um, they could have booths where um, you know if possible those organizations could send representatives to you know be able to talk about and have people ask questions about their organizations. Yeah, um, or even cooler to have cast members that basically get trained and given the knowledge of those organizations, kind of like how they've got like you know. 
DVC kind of um, um, booths, right? All, yeah. all, all across the parks and stuff like that. Yeah. People who are knowledgeable about that um, and do the same thing with, with kind of these wish organizations. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And I so it would allow for, I think, like different. And so like each, like by having different families submit their wishes to be used, you could have different experiences, kind of like that, um, uh, the Star Tours idea, right? Where every ride is a little bit different. You yeah. might have, um, you know, some different wishes come up, you know, at, at different stages. So that's awesome. I love that idea so much. <laughs> that is so cool. I think the fact that you went and had like each of the four different types of wishes that you could do that could be granted i think it's it's so unique and i i could totally see this like going into any any park and it being an instant hit like wishes and especially having like part of the wishes soundtrack in there wishes is such a huge part of so many people's lives and so many people love that fireworks show not to say that happily ever after or whatever isn't a good show but a lot of people just really like the wishes soundtrack it was just it was it was just a really good soundtrack and the fact that you want to repurpose it and make it for like a wish granting attraction it it fits so perfectly and as you're talking about it like I, I just have like the soundtrack playing in the back of my head and I just I envision like you know seeing that star shoot across the, the sky inside or seeing the fireworks or I think it is so cool and I love the idea of like meeting someone and having having like those character meet and greets in there I think that's so cool and then if you could have like a, a celebrity come that would be amazing and like have that special experience even if you're not a wish kid just being able to go in this attraction if that's possible i think i think i love the idea of having the the booths at the end where you could learn about more information from the organizations i love the idea of the merchandise shop at the end of every disney attraction uh and if you had like the merchandise in that shop have a portion of it go to uh, organizations like that I think that's great like I know at Animal Kingdom they ask if you want to donate to the Disney Wildlife Conservation Fund uh, which is another organization that Disney helps and supports multiple animal organizations all over the world um, I think maybe that could be like an Animal Kingdom thing and this could be like a Magic Kingdom thing yeah. Um, I yeah I love it I think it's such a cool idea like I'm like floored by it. <laughs> One of the coolest ideas I've ever heard. So very cool. Yeah. So Disney, get on it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hop on this Disney. Awesome. Well, Matt, I really appreciate you coming onto the show today and sharing your Disney story with us and your blue sky idea was amazing. Um, and yeah, if I hope that you'd be willing to come back onto the show if you ever want to. Yeah, definitely. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to, uh, to yeah, to, to be part of the show. And uh, um, yeah, I would definitely um, love to be back. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, we will talk again. And uh, thank you again for such a wonderful, wonderful um, experience would be the best way to put it. I, I loved hearing about everything that you were talking about. So thank you. No, thank you. Thanks again, Matt. Now let's welcome Lisa to the show. 
With us today, we have Lisa Denodo Glasner. Thank you so much for coming on to the Blue Sky Lounge. Thanks for having me, Tyler. I really All appreciate right. it. Can you tell me a little bit about your Disney story? Like how, how did you get started in Disney and everything like that? Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, I grew up like any kid, like kind of going to Disney every couple of years with family. I was an only child. Um, so I go with my parents and, you know, we had like happy memories there. It was always a good time, but I wasn't like a Disney fanatic at the time. And I don't think I grew up in like a Disney fanatic family necessarily. We liked it a lot, but, you know, you came home and it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm counting the days until I can go back again. Um, we just enjoyed it when we were here. And, you know, as I grew up and kind of um, got into the career world and was really busy. There were a number of years when I didn't get here at all. Um, again, it was just sort of off my radar at that point. And, um, you know, I had had my job and got married and had my kids. And, um, you know, as I've talked about a lot, you know, in, in other settings, um, we, my dad got sick at one point. Um, he had acute myeloid leukemia and we ended up losing him about 10 months later. Um, it's you know, something I've shared a lot, I think, in other, other venues. And, um, you know, I was, like I said, I was, I'm an only child. So it was just me and my mom at that point, kind of wading through that horrible kind of post passing red tape yeah. that you have to deal with when you lose someone and, um, you know, dealing with figuring all of that out. And, um, you know, at some point afterwards, my mom and I both decided that we needed to kind of get the heck out of Dodge and go somewhere happy and we're better to go than Disney. Excellent. And so about six months after we lost my dad um, in 2014, we took a trip down here um, and we stayed at Boardwalk. And I remember, I've talked about this before, but I remember um, there was this, I think it was the first night that we were here and it was like Columbus Day week. We were down at the boardwalk um, and we were standing outside at boardwalk. There were street performers and kind of the smells wafting through the air. And it was that like perfect, you know, late October, mid October, um, you know, central Florida evening yeah. where it's kind of room temperature with a breeze. Yeah. And it's just something just clicked into place. And it wasn't like because I was having so much fun on Splash Mountain or it had a fun <laughs> meet and greet with Mickey Mouse. It was just like something about the vibe of this place and the yeah. people here yeah. um, that really kind of clicked into place for me in that moment. And I think ever since then, it was, it just became this um, wonderful place for me with, that I longed for when I wasn't here. Um, you know, I think there were, I was dealing with a lot of, you know, like a lot of us do like between career and, mm -hmm. you know, family illnesses and all that good stuff, like um, not good stuff, you know, stuff in, in life. And this just sort of became this haven for me again, not because it's this fantasy land but because just something had clicked into place for me between the weather and the vibe and the community and all that good stuff and you know to make an extremely long story short um you know I did end up leaving the job that I was in at that time and we found ourselves to be fully portable for the first time in a very long time yeah um and Disney was calling so you know life is too short not to live next to Magic Kingdom that's awesome <laughs> Very cool. This week's episode is about Disney and charities and giving back. And um, I am a huge fan of Lumangelo's WDW radio podcast. He is kind of the reason why I got started with my podcast. And um, I, I've known him for a few years. Um, my wife worked with a good friend of his. And that's how I met him a few times. And it was through his show that I learned about you and uh, uh, just learning about um, kind of what you do and how good of a person you are. And there was something that happened in Lou's life lately that um, affected him 
and I think would affect anybody uh, in a certain way, um, which was his mother passing. And you being the rock star that you are, did something, you did an act of kindness that I don't think a lot of people would think about unless they're kind of that Disney folk, so to say. Um, do you mind sharing that story with us? Yeah, um, Lou is, you know, an incredible, incredible pillar in this community. And I'm very, very lucky to call him a dear friend. Um, you know, we, we share a lot of history. We both are recovering attorneys and, yeah. um, you know, huge, huge fans of Disney and, um, you know, otherwise have, have a lot in common. And he's a dear friend of mine. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he unfortunately, you know, lost his mother, um, who had been ill for some time, um, a couple of months ago. And when the word started to spread throughout the community that this had happened, um, cause he's a very private person, but yeah. you know, he, he did, you know, let us all know what had happened. Um, you know, because we're very close, I think, you know, people didn't want to necessarily interrupt him or, um, you know, bother his family, but yeah. you know, I sort of became the go-to for a lot of people just asking what they could do. I think Lou has been such, um, like I said, such a pillar in this community, but is also just such a good soul and does mm -hmm. so, so much for everybody yeah. um, without asking for anything in return. Um, and I think that there were so many people who wanted to be there for him in the same way that he has always been there for us. And so, like I said, I don't think people wanted to necessarily bother him or you know ask specifically what they could do, but I started getting all of these messages from people and wanting to know how they could help and how they could be there for him the way that he had been there for all of us and you know it, I I was sort of coming up empty for a little while because it's not like I was going to organize a meal train or um you know or or, or, or anything like that yeah. um you know and telling people that this is where they can send a card kind of felt a little bit empty so you know my wheels started turning and I started to think you know this this community that he has built is so good you know and and, and that's one of the things I've always said about Lou is that you know, it speaks volumes, the sorts of people that he pulls to him because he's such a good soul and the people who gather around him in the community that he has built is just the kindest group of people that you could ever know. Um, and so I started to think, you know, we there's got to be a way to harness this for good. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of a once in a lifetime thing, right, where you get this large of a community wanting so badly to, to do something meaningful mm -hmm. for someone. Um, and, and, and the quality of the people that, that were part of that community. Um, and so my wheels started to turn and, um, you know, probably not surprisingly, my thoughts went to Make-A-Wish because that's a very, very um, important part of the Mangello's lives. Um, Lou, actually, when he was losing his dad, started the Dream Team Project. Um, and that was where he started his running team and it, it benefits Make-A-Wish and they grant a number of wishes each year. Um, to, to children to bring them down to Disney or, or something similar. Mm -hmm. um, and, and at Marathon Weekend, in fact, um, his running team, and which I'm a part of, um, has the, you know, the opportunity to meet the family that they've brought down, which is always a really touching, That's wonderful awesome. event. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, uh, you know, needless to say, my, my wheels started to turn and went very quickly to make a wish. And, um, and I started making phone calls because I didn't want to, Lou would never let anything be done for him, for him like this. And so it was really important to me that 
you know, I could do this sort of quietly and not bother them yeah. with it. And so I just started making some phone calls and um, worked my way down to the Orlando chapter of Make-A-Wish, where a wonderful gentleman named Eric, um, I got in touch with him and we had a wonderful phone call and he's, he's the, the Orlando rep or one of the Orlando reps for, for Make-A-Wish. And we had this wonderful conversation and I was, you know, overwhelmed with what I saw as the possibility of what, what could happen here. And Eric was very excited and we were in tears together on the phone, so excited and God bless him. He's so, so capable. He put together this um, donation page for me in a matter of minutes. I mean, it might've been 10 awesome. minutes, like he put this thing together. Um, and I kind of went in and tweaked it a little bit and then started kind of doing this crazy grassroots effort um, to fundraise in Marion Mangello, Lou's mother's name. The original goal was $10,000. Um, I had no doubt that uh, $10,000 was the goal, not just because it's a nice round, large sum of money, but because that is the base amount that um, you can raise to adopt a family in mm -hmm. full. Um, that's uh, that, that 10K mark is where you can, you're not just making a donation sort of into the larger um, Make-A-Wish Foundation, but you're actually adopting a tangible family. Yeah. And I wanted to get to that point so that we could, you know, tangibly show, of course, what we had done for, for Marion Mangello. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I, I just started this grassroots effort again, because I didn't want it to be public, just very quietly reaching out to dozens and dozens and dozens and probably hundreds of people. Yeah. Um, that are part of this community and I knew would want to be a part of this effort. And we raised that 10K in two days. Wow. Um, we started it on a Friday afternoon. I started yep. it on a Friday afternoon. Um, you know, lots of friends were sort of jumping on board and like trying to help out, reach out to people as well, which was so, so helpful. That's awesome. Um, I got banned from Messenger. No. <laughs> Facebook, Facebook, like shadow. Wow. No, I, I, it got to the point I had reached out to so many people on Messenger that Facebook's Messenger was blocking me. It, initially, it wasn't letting me send links, so I couldn't send the link to the donation page. Yeah. Then it was like blocking me altogether. Like I couldn't reach out to all the people I hadn't had prior communications with. Like it was oh my goodness. crazy. I was starting to like reach out through Instagram instead and email. It was crazy. That's um, but yeah, a few people from the community were really helpful, and especially when. Facebook started doing that to me um, and, and kind of stepping up and helping me to yeah. um, move this effort forward. So we raised that 10, the original 10K, like I said, in um, two days. We started That's on amazing. Friday. We got, we got the 10K on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and then my wheels started to turn about how we would tell Lou. Um, and I, I was really torn because I know how private he is and I didn't want to like bombard him mm -hmm. live and force him to kind of react on camera. But at the same time, like I knew how much it meant to all of the people who had contributed um, yeah. to see that moment. Yeah. Um, and I also felt like God willing, it would be a moment that we would want to have, you know, on record going yeah. forward. So yeah. I took a roll of the dice and, um, you know, hoped that my decision was right and kind of stormed <laughs> the castle during his live show on that Wednesday. Um, and at that point, when I first came into his office, we were at 14,000 and change. Yeah. Um, we sat and talked. I presented it to him. I think a lot of you have seen it. If you haven't seen it, like, I hope Tyler, you link it. I will uh, definitely put a link the, um, in the, in the comments for sure. Yeah. If you go to that live show, it's at around like, I think like the 55 minute mark is when yeah. I come in. Um, so definitely watch it because it's just one of those moments that like it's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing and yeah. it was such an honor to be the person who got to deliver that message yeah um 
but yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like I came in at, um, you know, that evening and we were at 14 K I think by the time we finished the show, it, it felt like a telethon, like people were jumping on board. It was finally public, which was amazing. Yeah, so like right. all these people I hadn't been able to reach out to finally knew about it. So we were well on our way to 20 K, um, awesome. by the time that show ended and, um, it became this sort of amazing movement. I think a lot of other um, people in the space who have their own communities were challenging them to become a part of it. And as of right now, the page is still very much live. Yeah. Um, you can still give to it. And we are um, just below $59,000. Wow. Um, so my, so which, which is ju just short of being able to respond to sponsor six full wishes. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like what this community has been able to do. And um, yeah. you know, the fact that we had this, force of good to harness for something yeah. so amazing that's amazing that's that is so cool i love the the fact that you just kind of you just wanted to do something to help a friend and the fact that not only did you do that for lou but you're doing that to help other people as well like when when i first thought of this episode uh my wife and i were talking about it and i'm like I was telling her about your story and I just, I couldn't stop smiling because I, I love the fact that it's such a heartwarming story. Um, and you can just tell, especially from the video where you bombard Lou with the information, mm -hmm. you can just see the love of friendship that you guys have together and, and that you, you want to help not just him, but other people as well. And I think that's such a, such a good quality to have in people. And I love that, especially Disney seems to bring that together in people. So I want to say thank you for doing that. Um, I know um, my, my family will definitely donate to the page a little bit for sure. And I'm going to put it out to the fans that listen to our podcast and hopefully they'll, they'll chip in a little bit as well. And I'm really hoping that it'll get above that 60,000 mark for you for sure. I thank you so much. And, you know, I said it to Lou that night and I've said it many times since, um, you know, it, it was a selfish act in a way for me um, because I felt so helpless. I think we all have know what that feels like when someone that you're so close to is hurting and you just want to make it right and you want to do something to fix it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was watching what was happening with his family and um, losing his mother and I just felt so helpless. Yeah. And you know, it's rare that you are in that situation and there's an option, yeah. you know, to do some real good. And, um, you know, I, I love what we did for, for Make-A-Wish mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and also what we did for Lou, not just, and not just in honoring his mother, which was a huge, huge thing, um, but also in just being able to take advantage of an opportunity to show him the force of the community that's yeah. him. Um, and, you know, for, for all of those reasons, I think it was, you know, it, it might have stemmed from a, a selfish <laughs> desire to... Yeah. To, to feel useful in, in a difficult situation. Yeah. But, um, you know, hopefully I was able to spin that into something that, you know, served a much greater good. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it did. So um, mm -hmm. I definitely want to want to thank you for doing that for sure. Um, it's like I said, it's just such a heartwarming story. And I, I love it. And I, I wanted to share it with other people as well. So uh, so thank you for doing that. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Uh, so, well, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate that as well. And I really hope that you'll be able to come back. And uh, I have some plans for 
for running and whatnot. And I know that you have the Castle Run page. I would love that. I would awesome. love that. Yeah, the Castle Run is my blog. So yeah. I'm sort of a lifestyle blog, but definitely that niche of, of Run Disney and, and running is something that's unique to, to what I cover. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. A special thank you again to Matt and Lisa for joining us here on the show. Now, you guys have submitted some great stories, so let's get started. Lacey stated that when she was a former Disney cast member, she volunteered at the Give Kids the World Village. She said a group of us went to go hang out with the kids while the parents got to have a date night out. We were each assigned one or two kids, and we did face painting, ate in the cafeteria, and watched volunteer actors put on a play. She said it was so much fun, and she wished that she could do it again. And Abby, a former Disney Store cast member, told us that she partnered up with In From The Cold. We did school supply drives in the summer, and she also volunteered for the kitchen for the organization as well. She said the great thing was that she could log her volunteer hours with Disney, and then Disney would donate a certain amount of money towards the organization based on the amount of hours that a person volunteered for. I myself think that is such an amazing thing for the company to do. Now Matt, Lisa, Lacey, and Abby, in the words of our friend Lou Mangiello, thank you for choosing the good. The fact that Disney pairs up with not just wish-granting charities or organizations, but also helps to beautify communities or help reimagine parts of children's hospitals or help protect animal species through the Disney Wildlife Conservation Fund shows just how wonderful this company is and how much that it really cares for not just the people, but the planet that we live on as well. So a huge thank you to Disney as well. What comes next, you ask? Well, we have our American Thanksgiving show, where we're focusing on Liberty Square and Magic Kingdom, and having an overlay based on the Disney Plus special, Hamilton. Now join Shannon and Natalie and I next week for our discussion about it. And get your thinking caps on for our show in two weeks when we discuss the other phenomenon sweeping Disney+, Plus, The Mandalorian. You all had to know it was coming. This is the way. Now if you do have any ideas based on today's or a future show, leave a comment down below or email me at thebluskylounge at gmail.com. We are also on most social media platforms by searching The Blue Sky Lounge, and don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel and also leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. And please make sure to check out Lisa Denoto Glasner's page, thecastlerun.com. And if you would like to leave a donation to the Marianne Mangello Memorial Make-A-Wish fundraiser, the link will be posted in the description below. Now please note that this podcast is not affiliated with Disney in any way. This is a fan-run show featuring fan idea and artwork that is in no way any true representation of what may or may not happen in the future with the Walt Disney Company. Now thank you so much for taking the time out of your week to come join me here at the Blue Sky Lounge, and remember to think, dream, believe, and dare yourself to use your imagination. Who knows what kind of thinking you can do from the seat of your armchair. Thanks. Mm -hmm.